I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This one has a mouth. So you're saying normal greys have mouths? Aleister Crowley's friend Lamb does. They got they got fuckable throats. That's what we're saying. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) What? Welcome back, Commander. Greetings, Warboy, Commander. Commander. Oh, sorry. It's, go ahead, Pete. Oh, it's just like the, the 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 new like assistant, <laughs> the, the yeah. new assistant at XCOM, just like yeah. hello, Commander. Just like I'm, our, I'm, the, I'm the intern. I'm the intern, like faceless guy who who gives you all your mission, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am Central, uh, Peter O'Donoghue, and I am joined by Ethan. I'm Intern Central. Yeah. Central, Central Intern. In, yeah. Intern meets me central. Um, James uh, James Miller and uh, I'm a demolitionist. Okay, very good. That's a good. It's a very useful class if you know how to use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, in honor of Jordan Peele's Nope hitting theaters and that being the first Hollywood movie I'll have a credit in, um, I figured we do some alien shit. Um, today's episode was actually requested by non-patron Ninja Platypus over on Discord, uh, which is linked below. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know who upvoted it. I actually went to our shared Google Doc where people can also leave their requests. Uh, it had been up to, upvoted three times by other people. I just got the impression that it was like way more requested than I thought it was because people talk about XCOM all the time that I was just like, yeah, some patron must have said something. So <laughs> anyway, request a request and I hope oh. you enjoy. Yeah. Are yeah. you going to do the have we played it or whatever? So I have a, a good experience, or I have one experience that's kind of funny with it. But No, actually, <laughs> okay. for, the, for the first time ever, I was not going to ask you guys okay. what you thought about the game. <laughs> <laughs> I played uh, the one of the first levels on PlayStation. I had a copy on PlayStation. I also have an unopened copy for... Uh, PC still for XCOM. Yeah, 2. you gave me the sleeve off of uh, right. off of your PC copy because I really right. like XCOM too, and I was yeah. like, oh, you know, I don't have a box. I really like the artwork, and we were like over after an episode, and you were just like, oh, here, and like opened the container under your couch, yeah, it's still and there. was just like, here, take this, you can have it. And I was like, oh, cool. So like, Jamie yeah. gave me a box to replace my Steam copy of XCOM two that I had. Yeah. <laughs> so I played, and I got up to the end. You had to defuse a bomb, so I played the whole way through. Like had that all like, you know, you miss your ninety five percent shots, all that fun stuff, and then oh yeah, I got to the end where you had to defuse the bomb, and I had one turn left till the bomb went off, and I didn't know the button to defuse the bomb, so I pressed skip turn by accident, which was hard to, <laughs> and I just walked up to the bomb and then skipped my turn and it blew up in my face, uh, and then I was like, fuck this, I don't want to do this level again, and I never played it again, and that was oh no, yeah, that was yeah I. Uh... I've never beaten either of them. I've put a lot of hours into one, um, and I've put a fair amount of hours into two. I definitely enjoyed one, like Enemy Unknown and then Enemy Within, which 
so fantastic. Uh, enjoyed them a lot. Um, but yeah, just always got to a point in the game where uh, I was min-maxing too hard and I, you know, kept restarting because I play Fire Emblem, whereas like you can't lose a single character in Fire Emblem, obviously, but it's like, I mean, less important. And XCOM, it is important to a certain degree. If you lose like one of your veterans, like it definitely hurts. Yeah. Um, but I've never beaten either of them. I've gotten close to the end in both games. I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty familiar with the gameplay and stuff. I've seen a lot of it. I, wa- I actually watched Ethan a bit. You used to be my neighbor. You were playing 2 at the time, and I watched a lot yeah. of the 2 gameplay. Yeah. yeah, I played XCOM Enemy Unknown, and I did finish it. I never played Enemy Within. Um, and then I played and really? finished XCOM 2. Uh, however, I never finished the DLC for that one, The War of the Chosen. I bought yeah. War of the Chosen on sale for like 6 bucks when I was like, on the razor's edge of a burnout at work, like, uh, whatever, like, four or five years ago now. And, like, the hard game with the permadeath on your soldiers was not the uh, best media for someone who was, like, like, one minute away. Like, like, <laughs> like one second to midnight away from a fucking psychological breakdown. <laughs> so I never ended up finishing it. But um, my strategy for not losing uh, soldiers was I did save scum. I would restart an entire mission if I lost a veteran. Unless I made a very stupid mistake. So I did have like personal rules to get through the game where it's just like, if you saw something play out where you're just like, honestly, rookie mistake, like I got that guy killed. I would like continue the game with like their their death in the memorial. But if it was just like, wow, you missed your 96% and the enemy got a fucking 12 damage crit on a 3% shot from a different time zone. Suck my dick. That's XCOM, baby. I'd be like, well, I'm going to restart this fucking mission. Exactly. Or, I mean, XCOM 2 did it worse than XCOM 1, I found, but it was like, oh, by the way, like, dropped, dro- like, you have your sniper in the back. It's like, oh, by the way, there's drop units, and, like, six of them just dropped in behind your guy, because, like, it's turn seven, and that happens on this level, so now your guy's dead. And it's like, well, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. Couldn't couldn't really have strategized against that one, you know, which I know is the point, and I'm sure any any true blue diehard XCOM fans are, are calling us pussies right now, but... <laughs> I played uh, the the real hardcore version of XCOM, which is Mario versus Rabbids. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, With permadeaths or not, Iron Man, uh, Iron Man permadeaths in yeah, Mario yeah. Rabbids. Yeah, yeah. 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 Whenever um, you, you watch Peach get shot, and it goes into a cutscene of a live yeah. action Peach just like taking four in the chest, yeah. falling <laughs> down, and like gurgling like and in, stuff, like yeah. in Platoon, like she's got yeah. her arms out from <laughs> Vietnam. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely like the additional difficulty in XCOM 2 because it does make for better war stories, uh, as, like, the game devs uh, have, like, called them. Because I remember, like, obviously I, I design a lot of my characters based on, like, characters, uh, like, soldiers that I had generated from the first game who survived. I, like, remade them. And then I would also give the... I also made, like, people I know who I have nicknames for, like my sister or some of my friends. And there was one mission that I was so proud of where my sister got knocked unconscious turn one of a mission and then i had to have a different soldier haul her to safety through the entire mission under sniper cover so yeah. like <laughs> like sometimes shit goes pear-shaped but like if you can come back from it it's like some of the most fun you could ever yeah. have or like if but, you like hack one of those mechs that can smash down walls yeah. behind enemy lines and you just like turn it around and just trample everybody like <laughs> when it goes well it goes really well and when very, it goes bad it goes really bad very fun game for sure like I do think it's just like it's too like I think what it what it became to me was just like too long, if anything, because like you're restarting mission so often. I just like I lost steam on it more than anything, but did very much enjoy it. And Peter, I got to say, 
you got to play enemy within man <laughs> that dlc oh, that's it's really it changes the game man like the meld mechanic so that there's like two basically trans like there's two new like research routes that you can go basically where you can you get this stuff called meld in missions which is like um optional like bonus resource that you can pick up while you're on a mission um and you can use that to like upgrade certain soldiers and you can either go like transhuman like you inject them with like alien dna so you have to like capture alien bodies and you can research them and you can get like some of their powers or uh you just get like full mecha suits and you just like you just like transhuman up out your guys and then you give them like cutting off your arm today and replacing it with a robot flamethrower or whatever like um <laughs> well but ma- makes the game m- much better in my opinion I think. it's I think. on sale for eight canadian dollars right now so uh depending on how much fun we have in this episode i might just buy it in two hours <laughs> yeah. it's like three american dollars right now yeah exactly yeah exactly I, i'm pretty sure i own it on my phone on one of my google accounts but <laughs> yeah you've got a lot of burner google accounts <laughs> you know you know yeah. they left yeah. so many bad reviews on chrono trigger that he just had to get <laughs> Yeah, Chrono Trigger hater one through sixty nine are all. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, uh, also I did want to cover here just based on this episode. Uh, this is a call out. I'm calling you out, John Cena, to the guy who wants us to do Green Lantern. This was gonna be a Green Lantern episode, but I got lost and confused and had shit to do this weekend. So if you could just DM me a starting point, that would be fucking. Great. That was so <laughs> weird. Right as you said that. He popped up as playing Witcher 3 on stage. Yeah, he did. Um, oh, really? Too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, speak of the devil and he'll appear. Yeah, uh, <laughs> But yeah. Um, I mean, you're, you're really setting yourself up to fail with this one, Pete. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have mentioned anything. But that's, that's on you now. I want to do it. I want to kill. I, sometimes I like putting a bullet in a meme. And yeah. uh, it was my intention, but I did get lost and scared. And I was just like, ah. I also Wait. hate ruining, ruining the surprise for the loser titles in the future. Someone, or whatever. someone I'm not back. even going to yeah. dignify them with a name, but they asked me to do Ape Escape. And then I was like, oh, I tried, but I'm like having a hard time finding like the lore or like the storyline that I want. And they're like, oh, well, like your excuses, all this stuff. And now they've talked so much shit about it. I think I'm just not going to do it out of spite for that one. No. So <laughs> never do, you never ruined it for yourself. Like if you want to just everyone else, for person. everyone else who wanted Ape Escape. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You played yourself. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> so, uh, if you like difficult turn-based games, XCOM's a great choice. There's also Mario and the Rabbids, which is a little bit easier. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I've also heard of like Phoenix Point and Xenonauts, which are in the spirit of this. Heard good things about both. Have not played either, but I think Phoenix Point is on Game Pass if you want to try it for free, opposed to getting <laughs> XCOM for eight bucks, uh, like I will. <laughs> the Rabbids um, one is probably still $80. It, it's re- it is really fun, but huh. yeah, it's yeah. All, all the weapons are fun you get to play as all your fun nintendo characters but yeah nintendo will be themselves and never give you a sale yeah and for the tabletop fans out there there are three shadow run games by harebrained schemes uh, i personally fucking hate them um but i know they're popular with some people and then BattleTech they also did which i find tolerable because of the brand but i'm not right. a big fan of harebrained schemes overall anyway xcom um, the first XCOM game came out in the Paleolithic, uh, shortly after Man's Taming of Fire in March 1994. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the original game actually is set in its own future of 1999. The uh, right. turn one is January 1st, 1999. Um, okay, so this is, the all... war. this is the war against Y2K, is what you're telling me. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to they're trying to stop the bugs, man. Yeah, they're trying, yeah. to, they're trying to stop the bugs. Yeah, a- aliens tried to break our banking machine. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like the aliens are the guys who like didn't put in the one line of code that kept yeah. the entire financial system on like upload. <laughs> Uh, so XCOM was called XCOM Enemy Unknown here in Quebec, in Europe, and in Australia, and everywhere else it was called XCOM UFO Defense. Oh, and Ethan, I don't know if you realize, but it was published by 2K, so fighting the Y2K thing. There's something there. Why oh, <laughs> oh, 2K? You know? Yeah, why yeah, 2K? <laughs> why? <laughs> so following multiple UFO sightings and alleged abductions, the world's most powerful nations convened in Geneva to establish XCOM, which was in the old games and still is short for extraterrestrial combat. Why did you say it like that? What do you mean? Was in the old games and still is. Well, because there's some things that they changed. Like okay. the previous, the old games from the 90s are no longer canon. Enemy oh, Unknown okay. Is, okay. Is, is a reboot technically. Okay, I see. I, 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 get, I mean, I would have gotten to that point to like later on, but like spoilers, the game that came out in 2012 is a soft reboot of, of the series, basically. Okay, sure. Yeah, just, yeah, just your, your wording of saying like it used to be and also still is uh, confusing. <laughs> okay, yeah. I guess that is a, kind of a weird weird way to... <laughs> and but that, but like, still I thought maybe you were having a stroke. I don't know. No, there, there's no new... They didn't like like retcon in a new backronym for XCOM. It, it, does, it's not, it doesn't mean anything else. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was wondering if like one of like the intermediary games like changed it and then they changed it back again. Like they like double backronym almost, you know? Oh yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, and you said retcon, which is actually short for retaliation combat. Uh, combat, yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> correct. I have not I have not played Retaliation Combat yet, but I it's, it's on sale for eight bucks, so I might pick that up at the end of the show. As well. And and combat is Spanish, right? Con, it's like with bat, you retaliate with a bat. Yeah, yeah retaliation yeah. combat. Yeah. <laughs> uh so over the course of the first game from the nineties, it's discovered that the invaders are coming from Cydonia, which is a region of Mars. Uh, Mar Sidonia became famous due to a rock formation uh, that, due to the shadows at the time, looks like a human face. So uh, if you've got access to the script or I have our Discord, you can open up the first spoiler image and take a look at this pic, this Martian photo. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. That does look like a little face. It yeah. really does. I hate that there's just a picture of a guy who shit himself right above. <laughs> <laughs> it's also it's also really spooky because my wife is painting in the next room over, and she just started banging when I like unspoiled the face. I was like, "Ugh, yeah. what's going on?" He's like, "He's knocking at me." It's funny. It 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 really just like is like all the conditions were perfect for these shadows because obviously like the wind on Mars has completely changed the face of this mountain, and like I don't know what other kind of weather they have on Mars other than just like wind and sandstorms, but like. <laughs> If you look at a, a a current image of the Cydonia region, it doesn't look anything like this anymore. Like the face is completely eroded; it's gone. There's, there's one that kind of, I'm looking at at a picture right now. There's like a couple like face like things that you can, if you like really like like try, you can kind of picture them. This one kind of looks like a skull. I don't know, but yeah, there's not that specific that specific spooky face does seem. Yeah, it's like perfect light, perfect timing. And so, yeah, the site, that's why Cydonia became famous. Um, this photo obviously has its place in a lot of UFO conspiracies. Um, and also, since it's early on in the episode, I'll come clean. And this was like a thing, like, I'd be more comfortable talking about politics than this. I think UFO conspiracies are like fun and completely harmless compared to a lot of other conspiracies. I don't believe in alien contact with Earth at all. I think every abduction story is bullshit. I don't think anyone has yeah, ever I... seen a fucking UFO. I don't believe it at all, and I'm sorry. I think they're fun and cool. Like my buddy's uh, girlfriend is like a member of MUFON. Like she has like a card where it's like the whatever, like the some some kind of UFO society for like true believers. 
Okay. Um, but like, I personally, I think there's a mundane explanation for like every UFO story that isn't just guy with a shitty cell phone camera wanted attention from the news for a day. Basically. So we're broadcasting yeah. this out into the space. So aliens prove Peter wrong. Pick them up and probe them. Yeah, probe them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody. It doesn't even have to be aliens. Just somebody probe Peter, would you? Don't be so uptight. <laughs> um, no, no fun. Doesn't believe in UFOs. I don't know if you guys do at all. Like uh, from like your personal side. No, not really. no. I mean, I am. I am all for like you say, Pete. I am all for the these groups of people who go out and are like alien. Aliens are coming. Let's like let's watch for flying saucers or whatever. They just want to get out and like be out in the country in the summer and like look look at the stars look for ufos absolutely like the fox Mulder, like x files like i want to believe go yeah. nuts when when they turn harmful as you know cults so often do <laughs> like that's definitely you definitely take on bridge with it right but like yeah just on its surface it's fine on its surface, clear, i totally. believe i believe in ufos i don't believe in aliens like <laughs> yeah, driving yeah. these ufos it's like oh yeah that was just a weird weather phenomenon or that was uh yeah 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 uh, someone that, was testing that, a plane that, that flying object sure is currently unidentified right yeah. like is as far as i go like i know some people are hardcore into it like i think it's fun and and again totally harmless to believe in aliens like they sell all like those goofy little plushies in roswell fine you know what <laughs> S- sell your bead necklace with the little alien head in the middle of it yeah who cares mm, excuse me uh so there isn't a whole hell of a lot of lore behind the old games um, except what I think is kind of like, um, an explanation as to why the games are like so hard and so hardcore for big dick real gamers. Okay, sure. The first, the first game had a bug that would always reset the entire game to the easiest difficulty after the tutorial level. So people were complaining that like, yeah, it's fun, but it's a little bit easy. So the, too devel- easy. Too kiddie, the developers yeah. just made the second game, XCOM Terror from the Deep, which is set in 2040 wildly hard (laughs) but like we see with the popularity of souls and elden ring and like neo or or basically anything else like people love difficult games so the xcom series remained difficult since the sequel terror from the deep because it just like it resonates with people people like a challenge i feel like people seems to be because of a bug where the first one was too easy by accident just because it would undo your difficulty selector at the beginning I feel like people like difficult games if they're well-made and fair. Like, I don't know if people like difficult games that if every, 5% of the time when you hit a boss in Elden Ring, it just didn't count. Uh, you missed or whatever. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, like yeah, that. exactly. People yeah. like well des- a well-designed, a curated chat. I mean, yeah. the, FromSoft, the FromSoft simps would defend it, right? Like, they would absolutely, yeah. like, if 19 out of 20 times, like, if you only hit 5% of the time when you actually hit... They would defend it, right? They'd yeah, Morrowind's like, oh. combat in Elden Ring would still have its like Twitter stands. Yeah, exactly, right? exactly. Where you can't, you, where the, your skill is just, is your actual chance to hit. Oh, it's just like in real, real battle, like you sometimes your sword will glance off of things and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can see how they would do yeah. it. But... Yeah, don't give them any ideas. Yeah, why don't you just get good? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm still. Bro, smart. you just don't appreciate. It. You probably just like started playing this the series with with Elden Ring. Honestly, like you know, like I've been playing since Demon Souls. So I've like... been playing since Sekiro. Okay, so like I know what the fuck I'm talking. About. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, the sequel, XCOM Terror from the Deep, is set in 2040 and reveals uh, that the impact that killed the dinosaurs 66 million years ago was in fact a massive alien spacecraft called Tillet. Um, The aliens have now reawakened and have begun abducting people from coastal cities. 
Um, I spoiled this line because I was a little bit drunk when I wrote it and didn't remember. Should be no surprise that this concept arouses me sexually. Uh, <laughs> because the dinosaurs being killed by deep sea aliens is really fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is also spoilers for XCOM 2, Ethan and anybody else who hasn't finished it. Uh, there is a, a, the final cutscene after you beat the last boss in XCOM 2. Uh, you destroy the alien base. You can see some of the wreckage in the ocean. Because I think uh, it's like the giant ship like crashes in the ocean or some shit. Uh, you do see like a purple psionic rift starting to open on the sea floor. So um, if we ever get a XCOM 3, uh, Firaxis right now is working on some Marvel bullshit. So we'll probably never see a fucking sequel to that game. Um, I like the picture on the other side of the the rift. It's like an alien. They were trying to open a portal onto Earth and they actually opened it at the bottom. Oh, just like water pours out. Put it off! Put it off! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! It's like a burst pipe in your house. You're like, ah, oh, fuck, what do we do? What do we do? <laughs> yeah, a alien basement just like flooded. All their, all their furniture is completely destroyed by what? Like, how much water is in the ocean? Like 10 quintillion gallons of water like yeah. comes yeah. into the ocean. Yeah, this is, reminds me of when we opened uh, the SCP when they opened the Infinite Kittens universe and they just came. Yeah, flying exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Check out our SCP episode. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, XCOM three at least, or it was hinted at that the concept of the undersea aliens will be coming back is my lore boys canon for a potential XCOM three that is not currently in development as far as anyone knows. Is it Turtle Rock that does this, or who is the developer? Araxis. Araxis. That's right. Civilization guys. The guys who do Civ. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Thank God it's not Turtle Rock. Jesus. They do what? It's is that Battleborn and all? That no, they did uh, evolve. That's right. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was a cool game, but did flop. And then they did uh, whatever that Left 4 Dead ripoff was. Yeah, Back for Blood. Or Back for Blood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. That one. They're also under the 2K umbrella. I think they've worked on like. Counter-Strike at some point, maybe? Yeah, uh, if oh, I yeah. recall... So I remember seeing the Crow B-Cat supercut, like, the from the makers of Left 4 Dead is a stretch, because on the team of whatever, like, 500 people who worked on Back 4 Blood, like, eight of them worked at Valve, uh, and, like, two of them were some of the guys who worked on, like, CS 1.6 or something. Okay. Wow, okay. Yeah. It's not not true, but, like, that's, like, you know, from the people who worked on Jordan Peele's Nope, if I make something one day, it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Like it's a bit, it's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. So the last battle of Teleth, which is the final mission of uh, Terror from the Deep, ended up severely damaging Earth's atmosphere. So the third old game, XCOM Apocalypse, which takes place in 2090, takes place in like a very Judge Dread cyberpunk inspired mega city called Mega Primus. And this is actually my favorite part here. Mega Primus was the first mega city constructed, and it was constructed on the on top of the ruins of Toronto, Canada. So oh, aliens yeah, came down now, take that, and take all that they wanted to do Toronto. was destroy the GTA. <laughs> fucking take it. It they're, is the well, only thing keeping Justin Trudeau in government. The aliens can fucking have it. Like, they just, <laughs> they're like, wow, that Sion Tower. That, imagine how big of a probe, a, a big of a, a monster we could probe with that thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah that's, that's what they want. Yeah. yeah. The Earthlings must be massive to have such a large probe. <laughs> <laughs> Has a glass bottom so you can see where you're probing. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, so you can see through the probe, right? Because yeah. you want to see through the bottom to the top. It's, yeah. yeah. And it has yeah. That, ro that rotating restaurant at the top for your pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want a ribbed, expensive BLT. <laughs> <laughs> 
So within Mega Primus, uh, most people actually live in relative comfort, which is kind of surprising for a cyberpunk story, basically. But it does kind of have the standard slums. However, in this case, it's populated by human-sectoid hybrids and androids. Uh, and sectoids are one of the alien races that we will get into. Uh, portals begin to open around the city, and new, unrelated to the previous games, aliens begin to invade, and falsely you, the player, to stop them. Uh, it turns out the main invading force wants to inject humanity with single-cell-sized psychic aliens called Micronoids, uh, who want to psychically oh. enslave the planet from inside our bodies. And I thought this was a really, really fucking cool idea for that game, to have, like, microscopic alien invaders that are using a different invasion force to that they've already enslaved to, like, control us from the inside. Because it's, like... No, I well, mean, like... It's so hard if, to detect. Yeah, if there, were, if there were... If there was to be an invasion like this, dude, like, everyone would just wear masks. You know what I mean? Like, everyone... <laughs> like, we'd, we'd be super... Like, we'd be super safe. Because, like, everyone would just, like, you know... We'd probably all, like, know, like, okay, like, they're so small. How far could they jump? Probably not more than, I, I don't know, like, six feet. Six so feet, we'd, definitely, yeah. we'd definitely, like, all just, like, stay apart from each other long enough that it wouldn't matter. Anymore. Yeah, cool. you know I mean, we would definitely that's... cooperate to solve this honestly deceptively simple problem, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I like how they're <laughs> they're named after the old uh, Domino's mascot too. Yeah, the Micronoid. Yeah, they're all in there. Yeah. What was that's that schizophrenic guy who went and held up a Domino's and tried to climb inside their body to control them psychically? Yeah. The Noid was actually, I think. Uh, Fragile Shark asked us to do a Noid episode. No, we, we could. There's like some sad parts to it, but uh, we, we, we would have. I think we'd have to do like all the all the fast food mascots Pepsi to make like Man. a full episode. Probably we do Pepsi Man. We do the the BK, the Sneak King trilogy oh, there. Yeah, the Burger King I, guy. I, I don't have plane. a 360, but I do have uh, I do have Big Bumpin and I do have Sneak King on okay. on, on 360. So we nice. can yeah. just missing one, dude. Yeah, yeah. Which what is the third one? Just dance. Xbox 360 Connect. For, with the Burger King in it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the world's... Oh, what is it? Da uh... Dance for your burger. Dance for your burger. <laughs> the biggest loser, Xbox 360 Connect. Uh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Not, uh, not just dance, my bad. Yeah, that we, that we had at Comic-Con. Yeah. All three uh, King games, they're called. Pocket Bike Racer was the first. Oh, that's true. There was a motocross one. That's true. Or like a mini bike one. A basically. cart one. A karting one, yeah. I have big... Uh, the cart one is Big Bumpin', is it not? Big Bumpin'. Yeah. It's, the, it's Pocket Bite Racer, Sneak King, then Big Bumpin'. Yeah, we should have called our I have the ladder, too. Big Bumpin' and the boys. <laughs> Just Big Bumpin'. <laughs> Welcome to Big uh, Bumpin'. We're starting a new podcast, everybody. That's, we, can, we can start calling the Patreon bonus content Big Bumpin'. Welcome to Big Bumpin'. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Uh, so the new series, the newer games all kind of take older concepts. Like I said, the underwater thing, a lot of the alien invasion stuff, like some of it's recycled, some of it's reshuffled, some of it's kind of modified a little bit. But the newer game, starting with Enemy Unknown from 2012, I think is the year, um, like reuses a lot of this stuff and then adds more. Uh, the new series timeline wise actually starts um, with the underrated, in my opinion, the Bureau XCOM Declassified. Uh, which admittedly is a mediocre third-person shooter, which is like a word salad title of that means completely nothing. You could never market it properly. <laughs> uh, but it is kind of good. Uh, it takes place in the 60s. So after the Second World War ended, the U.S. government set up the Bureau of Strategic Emergency Command, 
which while not real is like heavily based on a lot of the like the secret experiments conducted by the u.s military during the cold war so like it's basically any combination of majestic 12 or like the stargate project which is a different one uh or mk ultra mk which, ultra is yeah that's the one I uh, code, code orange yeah yeah, so uh, I do have a fun fact about uh, MK Ultra in here. Uh, some people who are completely off the conspiracy deep end, so uh, way less safe than the UFO people, uh -huh. think that Alex Jones himself is actually a discarded MK Ultra test subject, <laughs> and he's and he's like so fucked up because like when he was younger, he was less fucked up than he is now. So some people think that he was part of MK Ultra and all the LSD and sexual abuse they did at McGill University here in Montreal. Yeah. gave him like psychological damage and they just like released him into the wild basically what you okay. can go to the university and they'll give you lsd, LSD and sexual trauma yeah yeah wow. exactly yeah. Wow. <laughs> they, they, they got speaking of hazing on the bonus content they did get in a bunch of trouble for hazing uh what almost 10 years ago now oh man um, oh yeah that's true yeah I'm um that. Yeah, i i, I love i really gotta i gotta like i pity like in some sense, pity people who like really like buy into the conspiracy theories and and again like really believe that like these things are happening. The people who are like kind of harmless with it and like oh I think I think hunting for Bigfoot is fun. Like you go nuts, you crazy kid. Like yeah, abs absolutely go hunt Bigfoot. Uh, and I like I feel bad for the people who like clearly are you know disassociating from society in some way to to believe these like full blown lies. But I gotta respect the people who are like Alex Jones, like King conspiracy. No 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 dude. The conspiracy goes deeper, okay? Like him, yeah. him, he's like not in on it. You know what I mean? Like it's just like it's a constant game of one upping, where it's just always like, oh, you think you got it figured out, man? Like no way. I I had a had a friend maybe eight years ago or something like that, um, who was just super into all the conspiracy theories. You know what I mean? And he wasn't like. He, he was, like, combative when you tried to talk with him about it or whatever, but he was just, like, always, like, you know, because he, he held to his beliefs. Um, but just listening to, like, listening to them jump from, like, one thing to the next. Like, it's always, like, okay, like, why don't why don't you believe people went to the moon? Like, okay, because of this. And then you present a bit of evidence. Then they're, like, yeah, well, that's, like, one thing or whatever, you know what I mean? But, like, the chemtrails that the, the planes are leaving behind, you're, like, okay, why do you believe that, that planes are leaving behind chemtrails? And they say because of this, and you present them with a bit of evidence. Then they say, "Well, okay, yeah, but like the lizard people, you know, living under the the crust of the earth." And it's just like it's a constant like they don't even truly believe any one thing. Or I guess my friend didn't truly believe any one thing. It was just like constantly looking for that like I know the insider information, right? Was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Probably why QAnon's so popular because this world's all fucked up. There's not a lot we can do about it, but. If we can feel like we understand a yeah, little bit exactly. more than the guy next yeah. to us, then yeah. Exactly. But yeah. Q also, like, I've, I've mentioned this before, and obviously I know a lot, just, like, knowing someone who's, like, completely lost to it. Um, Q does just try to, like, explain the mundanity of evil, right? Yeah. Like, I'm perfectly okay with, like, the government be just being evil, and that's not that interesting, because it's, like, kind of what it was set up to do in a lot of cases. But, like, trying to explain it is just, like, people need the... It, it's i think it's hard to think that random bad things happen yeah where it's just like if somebody's controlling it <clears throat> whether it's reptilians or like some group of people wink wink that are controlling everything right it's just like well that's a lot easier to understand because yeah. at, at least random bad things aren't happening because being random is scary and hard to, and hard yeah. to understand yeah. right? and it's like I mean, why does baby blood taste so good you know yeah why does it make me feel so alive it keep me so young all the time <laughs> 
I also uh, do love. Uh, I can't remember what I was watching. I think I was watching like a John Stewart thing where they were talking about like how stupid the like ch children's blood makes you live forever conspiracy is because like all the people who allegedly are powered by baby blood are like some of the oldest and worst looking people on the planet. Like <laughs> exactly. clearly, the, clearly the adrenochrome farms don't work. Oh, they're not working. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh... I can't remember. There's this one line that this guy said about. Um, Who's the, the, oh, George Soros. He was just like, you think George Soros is drinking children's blood to stay youthful? The guy permanently looks like he's skydiving. Because yeah. he's, like, <laughs> he's like so wrinkly and like, uh, and like saggy and shit. I was, uh, and I'm just like, that is like such a good joke that I'm going to remember forever. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, uh, back to, I mean, I was gonna say, back to fake conspiracies in mm -hmm. these video games. Not like the real stuff we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. In 1962, the Bureau of Strategic Emergency Command was still kind of getting ready under the command of Myron Falk, who is one of the characters in the Bureau. He, like, gives you missions and shit. Uh, primarily, it was being used as a military base where the government could construct, like, uh, conduct secret experiments on an element called Illyrium, which is uh, not exactly a magic rock, but, like, it's an alien substance. But if you want to take a drink, please do. Yeah, it's, it's a magic rock. Yeah. We'll, we'll call it a magic rock. Yeah. The um this this was being done at a place in Nevada called Groom Range, uh, which is a real place in the Nevada desert, uh, which military experiments were likely conducted. Um, but yeah, it is a real place. Um, Illyrium is a mysterious element that is hard to describe, but they know it's not from Earth, which is not unlike the debris that Lieutenant Colonel Jesse Marcel talked about after the 1947 Roswell incident in New Mexico. Uh -oh. So if you have the if you got the script or you want to open that second spoiler. You can see uh, Lieutenant Colonel Marcel with some of the spooky alien foil that he found in the woods. Yeah, with, uh, <laughs> with well, he clearly, clearly he tried to make nachos and tried to not have to clean the pan, and yeah. has ended up with a bunch <laughs> of extra aluminum foil that he's peeling off the bottom. Look, it looks he's like stuck, there's like the bullet holes in the wall behind him. It does. Yeah, I did, like I did notice that. Yeah, they got some uh, paint chippage too. Uh, I love how it's just like man holding alleged alien material, and we're just like, man, that wall's in bad shape. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's. He's clearly holding aluminum foil. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that that's what that is. Yeah, like, exactly. But he's looking so he at said, someone off camera like, huh? You see what I also, see? So also, I mean, yeah, he, it does seem like he's standing on, like, a pile of burnt frogs, maybe. I don't know what that, like, pile of, like, char oh, charcoal yeah. bricks next to him is, but... Burnt frogs. Yeah. So he said that the metal foil was not like anything from Earth when he was interviewed 31 years later by a, UFO, <laughs> by a UFO researcher named Stanton T. Friedman. Yeah, I love how he also says the metal foil was like anything from Earth. Well, kind of sounds like it's like metal foil, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just yeah. described it as a thing from Earth, so I don't know. Uh, so the official story, if you choose to believe it, is that an experimental balloon from something called Project Mogul uh, that was equipped with a sensitive microphone built by the U.S. government to detect Soviet nuke detonations just failed and crashed into some guy's ranch. Um, also, the rancher, W.W. Mac Brazel, uh, had found this shit and just put it in a bush out of the way because he thought it was annoying, but turned it over to the cops afterwards. So even mm -hmm. the guy who found it wasn't like, yo, I found some alien bullshit out on my ranch. It was just yeah. like... Wow, army garbage, great. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> more more army garbage, thank yeah. God. Uh, the rancher himself said it was uh, some kind of foil, rubber, and wood. So uh, Tac Tactical trash. That's, that's Basically. My, okay. Yeah. 
Uh, I like the, the the fact that the guy who found it was just like, yeah, it's like foil, foil rubber and wood. Nothing weird. I'm just going to leave it here, but move it out of the way. That's yeah. basically what he did there. Yeah, it was the 1950s. Littering wasn't a thing yet. Right? It was yeah. 1947. Yeah, yeah. even even earlier. He had shit to do, too, I'd imagine. You don't have to figure out what's going on. He's got farm. He's got to make sure there's no... Like, honestly, I think fucking rustlers were still more of a threat to his cattle than yeah. an, an alien, alien balloon yeah. in, in the 40s in, yeah. in Nevada. So back in XCOM, uh, Groom Range was attacked by the Zajari in 1962. Uh, the Zajari are a very, in quotes, I guess, normal-looking race of aliens. Gray skin, big head, big eyes. Uh, they have vertical lips, uh, but a normal horizontal mouth inside of it. And the <laughs> only the only spoken words I remember from this game is that the player character, William Carter, at one point calls one of the aliens cunt face. Uh, <laughs> like, I get it. It's got vertical lips. But that's clearly like they had written that line of dialogue and probably had to design aliens around, <laughs> around it. cunt face. All right. Uh, you can open the third picture there in the reference to see what the Zajari look like. They're nothing too special as far as alien design goes. This is just a picture of a vagina. Yeah, yeah Pete, gotcha. Come on. <laughs> Pete's peaches, he's posted in chat here. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking got him. Yeah, uh, all, uh, Lore Boys OnlyFans coming soon. What, yeah. what were we? What were we gonna call it? Bumping with the boys. Boy. Uh, big bumping. <laughs> big bumping. Big bumping. Big bumping. Yeah. It's the name of the Lord Boys OnlyFans content. Yeah. Onlyfans.com/slash big bumping. Uh, <laughs> that's us. <laughs> uh, so director Myron Falk, uh, player character William Carter, and real life man and first director of the FBI, J. Edgar Hoover, escaped, and Carter armed and detonated a nuclear bomb to blow up Groom Range and the the base therein. Uh, following this, Falk changed the name of the bureau to the Bureau of Extraterrestrial Combat, or XCOM. A um, little bit of Canadian ignorance here that I had to put in. Uh, I knew that the U.S. had a President Hoover at one point, and totally thought it was J. Edgar Hoover, but it's a different man with a different face and birthday named Herbert Hoover. Herbert, <laughs> so, Herbert Hoover. Who Herbert made the Hoover. J. I don't know. I think J. Edgar did. No, it wasn't. He, he was a general, right, in the fifties. Uh, he was the first director Bill. of the FBI. I didn't look into that, but I know the Hoover, Hoover Dam is named after fucking one of them. What if it's just that big president, the really, really big one that did it? Haft? Yeah. Hoover, Dam, <laughs> Hoover Dam was built by Henry J. Kaiser and Gordon Kaufman. I guess should have asked who is it named after. Yeah. Uh, who was Hoover Dam named after? Herbert Hoover. Okay. Named perhaps. after Herbert. And okay. they made the vacuums too. Yeah. Okay. Hoover's in it, bruv. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, following the 1960 Takatu on Groom Range, Falk would move XCOM to Site X in Baja, California, uh, of blast fame. <laughs> And uh, once everything is settled and comfortable, the events of the Bureau take place. I don't really remember a ton of this game, but it's pretty basic. Uh, it is just a third-person shooter where you have some, like, squad commands, and a lot of your uh, the, your companions, like, are randomly generated, and you can customize them a bit, and will die permanently if you don't rescue them in combat. Okay. Um, and kind of like, honestly, uh, Spec Ops The Line, which we talked about a couple weeks ago, it's like a mediocre third-person shooter that you can probably get for a dollar and is worth playing. Frankly, like it's it's a good it's a good like ten-hour experience or whatever. I beat um, it the, since the last time we did. It. I mentioned it on the bonus content, but it was a good 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 fun. Even Spec Ops, yeah. not not XCOM. Spec Ops, <clears throat> not the Bureau. 
Uh, yeah. The Bureau. Uh, The Zajari themselves, the alien race that attacks, are not in any of the subsequent XCOM games and are not from the old ones, so forget about I was going to say, you you mentioned them, then you mentioned their pussy faces, and I was like, this doesn't sound like any enemy I remember from XCOM, but I've only played the... The rebooted tactical shooter franchise. So yeah, uh, yeah, they they don't come back. Um, so before we move on to some of the aliens that actually still matter and have regular mouths, uh, I think we should take a quick break. <laughs> a, a quick, a quick regular mouth break. <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome back, Commander. I hope you enjoyed your ad. No, welcome back, Commander. <laughs> oh, I got your coffee. You've got the the, 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 the 60s coffee and the little styrofoam cup that's like spilling all over the place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I burned most of my knuckles, but there's most of it's still in there. I'm so sorry. Yeah. We flew the ship to Peru to get it. I hope you like it, sir. <laughs> Thanks for fighting the aliens. <laughs> I like this. Uh, I like this character we've made up of the 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 nervous intern at the at the like, underground military base. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know how I survived the invasion for this long, but I'm happy to be here helping. Constantly <laughs> tripping over himself, dropping dropping papers all over the yeah. place. <laughs> oh, I dropped all the bell. Oh God, I hope I don't get psychic powers from it. <laughs> That's one of the characters I did not bring back in XCOM 2 is the guy that you have to give uh, psychic powers to in XCOM 1 in canon does sacrifice himself. So I did mm. not bring him back. Nice. Yeah. Uh, also, canonically between XCOM 1 and 2, the new ones, uh, you canonically lose the first game, which is why the aliens are in charge in XCOM 2. They yeah. were just like, game's hard. Everyone lost. So now we can do the, <laughs> you know, now, now you're the resistance, basically. Yeah, in in two, you you're flying like a mobile base around, like the Avenger. Yeah, yeah, like in in one, you have your underground base. I want to say, um, and I guess for anybody who who hasn't played the games and doesn't know anything about them, it is like a a turn based tactical game where you like you move your units, you click on enemies to shoot, and there's a chance that they have to hit based on various stats. Um, but when you're not in mission, there is like, uh, and this was always my fav- favorite part of the game, and it's usually my favorite part of these kind of games, where it's like there's base building and there's like tech trees, and you have to research different things and prioritize different things, and like you'll get missions that have like a certain number of days to complete, and you might not be able to get both of them done because uh, you know you don't have time to do, but like to do both of them kind of thing. Um, and yeah, in the second one, you're you're in it's the same concept, but you're in a mobile base that you're kind of like upgrading as you go and. 
like flight times are now a part of or I, they might have been a, a part of the first one as well uh, no because in, in XCOM enemy unknown uh the and then the official conspiracy term for these things are called dumbs deep underground military base okay um which some nuts believe are filled with mole children that warren buffett drinks blood out of or whatever yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but <laughs> in game is like an ant farm uh in the the ship that you have in xcom 2 is called the avenger and it is uh basically instead of digging deeper into the earth to make new um workstations and like different laboratories and generators and shit what you're doing is clearing out debris because it was like damaged when you stole it or whatever so you clear yeah. out gar you, you you're right, clearing right, out right. alien trash so that yeah. you can set up uh whatever set up whatever you need you can put you can like you can put up all your pictures all your uh you can put up your your einstein poster yeah exactly <laughs> it's it's like uh fallout shelter which might be a more popular game honestly where yeah yeah the underground base and you just have different rooms and you need like you need enough power to operate like the different things so it's like maybe you want to build your science lab but you can't yet because you you've tapped out power building all the strip clubs and you're dumb you know? yeah yeah it sounds like a nice the, way um, to like keep <laughs> progressing or whatever too like between yeah. something that can be so punishing it's like oh i'm building my little empire at the same time every time I exactly. honestly yeah. the 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 actual like building and management of the dumb always stressed me out way more than like the character i based on my sister being shot in the head <laughs> <laughs> i was always like so bad at it yeah. Uh, it's always, um, always my favorite. All, like any kind of game like that, like base base building, like sim, like the, it's the reason I like Minecraft too, right? Like I just want to yeah. chill and like worry about my base. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. All yeah. For it. yeah. The the developers refer to it uh, their development term for both like the dumb and also the Avenger uh, in XCOM one and two. They just call it the Ant Farm. Is okay. is like what they call that gameplay loop. Yeah. Right? yeah. Excuse me. So uh, the X the XCOM organization continued continued to develop in secret. Um, after the events of um, the Bureau, uh, XCOM Declassified, up until the events of XCOM Enemy Unknown, which, like I said, I think came out in 2012. Um, Enemy okay. Unknown begins with metallic pods, uh, like, crashing into randomly assigned cities. So another cool aspect of these games is they're not exactly roguelikes or roguelites, uh, but the first mission always takes place, or I guess the second mission, the first mission is always a tutorial. The second mission always takes place in a different city somewhere on Earth. The yeah. objectives are generally the same or similar, but, like, the first attack could be somewhere in Africa or in Asia or in Europe, and, like, where you build your dumb is your choice. Different continents have different passives, so, like, you have better engineers in Asia or more money in the Americas or better the scientific resources in in europe or and shit like that so like you yeah. choose where to uh set up your base basically at the beginning and that gives you a that gives you a permanent passive for the rest of the playthrough but it's mutually exclusive against all others i think you can earn them or at least a variation of them later on if you have like like fobs like forward operating bases on different continents but that i might be just imagining that that's cool i can't remember either i yeah i i do know like so like some of the missions are like fixed but then you get a bunch of like randomly generated missions. Like yeah. the, like there are like story missions, which are like always the same. Um, and like, I remember in XCOM two, like the first time a UFO like crashes, like there's like, there's like you, sh you can shoot them down. You can like scramble jets to like intercept, yeah. uh, like flying, flying alien vessels or whatever. And you do that. And then you have to like go and you like pick through the wreckage or whatever. And I remember the first time that happens in XCOM 2, the first, like, opportunity you get to do that, you meet this, like, new class of alien, which I don't know if we're going to talk about, who's, like, a crystal shard who, like, 
like forms a, an energy body out of himself, basically. Um, oh yeah, we won't but, be talking about those. But that's that's because you get a, in XCOM two, even the missions themselves can be randomly generated, but you get a fixed objective, and that's where you need to build uh, the Skulljack, which is like. They were like, oh, interrogating aliens in the first game was too brutal. Her methods, yeah. the, the German scientist was too brutal. So in the second game, they build a holographic knife that you can stab into their brain and read their yeah. thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> much, much chiller, honestly. We, yeah, have, exactly. we have not, it's not holographic. I think it's like a laser or something, but something called a cyber knife that that's a, um, like a hospital thing that they use to like do brain surgery and stuff. Really? And, yeah, and, and it's not called an MRI. It's not called like something scientific. It's just called Cyber Knife. And that's, okay. yeah. that's pretty cool. Are yeah. you telling me that my 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 neurosurgeon is not going to punch a holographic glove into my skull and read my thoughts when he's doing my? I can't promise you <laughs> won't. I can't promise you won't. But yeah, not one way nor the other. Yeah, we'll I can't remember what those aliens are called, Ethan. I think they're called I'm... outsiders or something. I'm trying to find it, and it's not in the. Uh... It it's, might just be Alarium Crystals, and then they make enemies from them. I don't know. Uh, I was trying to find it, but I was on the XCOM 2 wiki there for a second. Yeah. But uh, it's the one that looks like it, it looks like it has like a holographic woman's body, and when you kill it, the only thing left behind is like the helmet with the goggles on it, right? Yeah, like something, talking about? Something, like, yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. And when you shoot at them, they always clone themselves, which is really fucking annoying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I you can't... have to read that thing's mind. And interrogation, that's, too, that, that's cruel. So what we're going to do is stab a knife into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so like uh, like XCOM 2 it has a lot more random stuff because like I said, the objectives are fixed. But like you might go a couple of missions without seeing one of these aliens, meaning you're you're basically just grinding. You're training your soldiers. You got to bring out some squaddies to to get them to improve because at some point all your good soldiers might just get killed. And then you've got a bunch of guys who are like have soft, uncalloused hands because they've just been, you know, nervously serving coffee to other soldiers this entire time. <laughs> I was going to say it if you didn't. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah, the guy with knuckle bl blisters because he's burned himself on coffee so many times. You're like, you know how to use a gun? <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, Ectom Enemy Unknown begins when metallic pods crash into a randomly assigned city somewhere on Earth. Um, then like civilians kind of start coming in and they start rubbernecking to be like, oh, what's going on? What's oh, what? Getting their cell phone cameras out and shit. Uh, and then like a green mist kind of pours out of them and kind of it kills and then cocoons people inside of it. So that's how the aliens introduce themselves is they start kind of dispensing this fog that creates these, all this kind of green webbing all over the place. Uh, the mist itself seems to be a reference to the black smoke from H.G. Wells's War of the Worlds from 1898. Uh, the Martian tripods use a black smoke to kill people along with their heat rays. So, cool. uh, yeah, oh, they, they they drop the, they shoot out these canisters out of them that kind of carpet the carpet the earth. It's I think it's inert after a while. I haven't read the book in a while, but it's inert after a while. So like battlefields are just covered in corpses and like this black sand, basically after the tripods have come through and 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 gassed Ooh. everybody. Cool. Be a, a, yeah. Well, a war crime that those types of things, right? That's awful. Yeah. Yeah. I, actually, I don't know if the Geneva Convention uh applies to, like i don't know if it, it applies to aliens right they wouldn't have signed it originally <laughs> yeah i don't think they'd I, agree for sure i think i think well like, did they write it they probably like the wording is probably like no no earth nation will ever use you know chemical chemical weapons in war or whatever they're like we're not an earth nation so this is would. elon musk's long con I oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, wants, he wants to go to Mars to do to use chemical warfare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. right. I mean, 
as far as like a uh creative wording long con he absolutely would yeah <laughs> anybody right. would yeah and yeah, con and of if, course stands for combat long combat, combat exactly yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Combat, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah long combat is <laughs> what is is his plan right now <laughs> Uh, so the first mission of XCOM Enemy Unknown introduces the sectoid, which I mentioned earlier. Uh, the I had mentioned the human the human sectoid hybrids as well. Those come back in XCOM 2, but the uh, human DNA actually improved them. So they're much bigger and much stronger because the actual like regular sectoids are like four feet tall, little kind of golem looking things. They're very they're, they rely mainly on psychic abilities because physically they're not that imposing at all. Yeah, the, they're, they're they're like the uh, they're like the kill all humans alien, right? Like they're the okay. these these are your gray men, right? That's exactly it. Uh, these are your bread and butter alien. They are what are called grays. Uh, they're short. They got gray skin. These ones do not have pussy mouths. They actually don't have a mouth at all. And they got the big eyes and the big head. Uh, so they not very physically imposing, but psychic. So they're you know basically that that sort of thing. Right. So the gray or the Roswell gray predates New Mexico itself, actually. Cool. Uh, New Mexico became a part of the Union in 1912, whereas the first alien bearing the hallmarks of the standard aliens we're talking about were described by Kenneth Fallingsby uh, in his novel Mita, A Tale of the Future, uh, where he describes small gray skinned aliens uh, with balloon shaped heads. And this novel is from 1891. Wow. I had never heard of it and did not read it for this episode, but that's where we kind of get the basic description. Uh, H.G. Wells back at it again in uh, his 1893 article, The Man of the Year Million, describes people who had evolved into hairless, large-headed people without mouths. So again, kind of basically exactly what we're talking about here with the uh, with the sectoids. Mm-hmm. And I saw a few things in like when I was reading about this about the time machine, which is also by H.G. Wells, yeah. uh, where the surface dwelling people uh, called the Eloy in that book uh, are also kind of described as this. But I haven't read that, and most adaptations or like artistic representations of a lot of Wells's work for some reason is really bad. So because it's because it's public domain, so anybody can. It's a free story, right? Like, yeah. Uh... So like like even the even the Spielberg War of the Worlds movie is like a shitty adaptation i like the movie personally but it's a bad adaptation of the novel. yeah exactly it's a it's an action action movie right like yeah with like a suspenseful scene when he's in the basement with uh tim robbins <laughs> yeah it, it was good uh it is good yeah, it, yeah. i did enjoy it the sounds of the the that the tripods make when they like like that blah that yeah, they make. The, well i think will always board. stick with me honestly yeah. um and then also that yeah there's like the the lasers just turning people to like dust right yeah so the heat race turning people to dust is canon. Like in the book, it is. Uh, I mean, in the book, they're invisible because H.G. Wells was just like, yeah, it's directed heat, but you can't see that. So like he yeah. describes like the little Victorian village he's living in is like bricks crumbling with no, and like people also evaporating basically as all the water instantly boils out of their bodies. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But, but yeah, the, not, hor- the horn not... is also the thing that I remember from like when the first one comes out of the ground too. Yeah, like yeah. it's like such a good scene. Yeah. There is... I, 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 I remember that, and then I also remember the like one of the big early plot points was lightning never strikes the same place twice. Me and I remember being like twelve, and me like I know that's wrong. Like, yeah. <laughs> how do you not know that's wrong at this point? Yeah, uh, they have like uh, I think I don't know if it's the U.S. government, but one of these like big militaries has uh, a torture device that it's just like this big thing that emits heat. 
Um, and you could be in a building and it'll just like make everything so hot. It's uncomfortable. It won't actually leave burns or anything on you, but it'll just like focus heat into a certain area. So you like, <laughs> it smoke sounds, sounds like the U S government. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say if anybody was going to, uh, I don't know, like militarize the beat your kids with a phone book to not leave any evidence. It was going to yeah. be the fucking U S government. <laughs> exactly, yeah. so, so they've got their phone book. Ray is what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 They're, they're pillowcase full of oranges. Ray. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> You need something to combat those those terrible rioters and the BLM and Antifa movements, right? I was going to so. say, the, the, US really, the U.S. government really just is like the stepdad of the world, isn't it? Just like... <laughs> uh, and also, so uh, back on the grace here, uh, the fascinating lunatic Aleister Crowley also drew a big-headed uh, being he called Lamb in 1917, which you guys can open the reference there. Uh, it looks exactly like an alien gray this one has a mouth so you're saying normal grays have mouths alistair crowley's friend lamb does they got they got fuckable throats that's what we're saying (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) i guess so (laughs) what are you guys looking at me like that for sorry the the pussy mouth one really got me thinking thinking this guy does have a weird throat though yeah I mean, it almost looks like he has his lungs on the outside. I thought he was tenting his gross little fingers. Like he's, I, I thought this oh. thing was sitting kind of like Mr. Burns. Yeah, You're this the is, artist. This is like that. a police sketch of an alien, by the way, for those yeah, who can't it is. see. It's like, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it is. Yeah. This is a deranged lunatic escape from Mensa. And, and you know, <laughs> all my panties, and you describe it to the police sketch artist. And that's yeah. what yeah. comes out. He's very goes. smart. Okay, big head, got it. <laughs> he's got a, you can see a vein that goes right up from his nose all the way to his forehead, and then forks off in two directions like that robert frost poem yeah uh, there you got go. a veiny forehead it's yeah. got a veiny forehead yeah yep. so uh the grays truly became like the alien uh in 1965 following the barney and betty hill abduction uh the hill couple claimed to have been abducted on september 19th 1961 and returned to earth the following day uh, two cool facts I gleaned from them on their Wikipedia page. One, they were an interracial couple in the 60s, which, gotta yeah. call it out, uh, way more dangerous than the aliens. <laughs> For sure. Easily. Uh, and that they also, like, the picture wait, on their Wikipedia wait, page... Wait, to be clear, way more dangerous to be in an interracial couple, not interracial oh, couples. Yeah, that's, oh, that's a good, that's a good <laughs> qualifier. Yeah. Thank you. That's, Thank that's, you, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez, oh, sir, I got, I got your, uh, your hood fresh from the dry cleaner there, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just Not now. Fold, yeah. the, <laughs> fold the robe, then then lay out the, lay out the hood. Like, can I, I don't want any wrinkles in the point. Can I guess what your second point might be? Uh, sure. They have the, the same names as the Flintstone characters? No, that's... Is it? No. Barney and Betty Rubble, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Oh, maybe. No, that wasn't it. Is the fact that their actual, their Wikipedia photo, they have a very fat wiener dog named Delcy, where, oh. like, uh, Betty is holding him, and his gut is hanging down past her forearm <laughs> oh man that must yeah, be he... tough for the wiener because their legs aren't even that long so to... i know yeah. he's, he's like a caterpillar basically you're just like dragging it around oh man you gotta put like um you know like how dogs have the wheelchairs for their back legs sometimes you just gotta yeah. put a, one underneath the gut so you can drag it around you know so that's <laughs> funny like we had mentioned it earlier the cyberpunk students i know one of the few things i know about judge dread is that like the obese people of that that like comics future have like a 
gut wheel where they have like a it's like a dish that you put your gut in and you can like wheel it around in front of you basically i mean <laughs> yeah like baron harkonnen in dune uh just has like a floating like he's too fat to walk and he just has like a floating disc that he sits on basically to carry him really? everywhere yeah. Well, I know he floats around in the movies. I didn't know what the actual book described it as. Yeah, he's basically it's, he's sitting on like a like a semi a semi sphere, I guess. Okay. That floats him around. Uh, it is Barney and Betty Rubble, by the way. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And oh. and I I looked up when Barney's first appearance was 1959, so two years before these people were abducted. Just a coincidence that there's a Barney and a Betty. Okay. Oh, okay. So these people. <laughs> <laughs> there's a ufo that goes up to the drive-thru and they put dinosaur ribs and it makes the whole yeah, ufo like t- t- <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh the rubbles were driving back from their vacation on the canadian side of the, Niagara. the, ru- the rub hills the rub hills mm-hmm. were driving back from a vacation on the canadian side of niagara as well as montreal i didn't think i would get to talk about our city twice like one, MK Ultra, cool. And two, <laughs> these people got abducted on their way home to New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, near Lancaster, New Hampshire, Betty claimed to have observed a bright point, uh, a bright point of light in the sky that moved from below the moon and the planet Jupiter upward to the west and then back to our moon. Wow. Naturally, like every fucking alien abduction, the hills were on an isolated road in the middle of nowhere when the UFO encounter happened. Um, it's basically like anytime someone is just like, I know a shortcut, you're going to get abducted by aliens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Drive, driving the back roads. This was before uh, MapQuest, dude. You know how dangerous yeah. it was to take a shortcut back in the day? How convenient that uh, <laughs> alien abductions just all completely stopped once we got camera phones and MapQuest. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Work, working, cam- working portable cameras really, really did a number on the UFOs coming to visit. Yeah, but they it, understood that if they came to visit planet. now... They were getting a photograph, and that's against inter- interplanetary uh, regulations, you know? We they're have- still allowed to use chemical warfare, but they're not allowed to be fo- photographed. That's a rule. So. <laughs> For the young folks out there, we lived through a weird time between maps, which you would buy at a store to find directions, and uh, GPS, where you would yeah. go and type in your, like, basically Google Maps, where your current address is, where you're going, and you would yeah. print out the directions. Print it out, yeah. yeah. And MapQuest was terrible. It was always wrong. Yeah. It would always yeah. get you yeah. lost. Yeah. yeah. It would always get you abducted by aliens with your wife and your fat wiener dog. <laughs> Every single time. Uh, so eventually, the what they described as the odd-shaped craft came close enough for the couple to see through the windows. So this was very much like they described the flying saucer with the window panels all around where like the two dome halves would sit, right? Like if you imagine mm-hmm. a flying saucer, it's got a ring of windows. Uh, this is where they described slim gray humanoids wearing glossy black suits. Oh, they're classy. So, yeah, it, yeah, exactly. These are, <laughs> yeah. these are expensive aliens. <laughs> yeah, that's it. A series of buzzing and beeping noises broadcast into their car, and when all was said and done, they discovered that they had traveled 56 kilometers south without any memory of doing so. Whoa. That being said, uh, there is a quirk called missing time that, like, truckers encounter. Like, when you're just, like, driving for a long time, sometimes your brain doesn't register whatever every single tree F- on 56 a kilom- 56 kilometers isn't even that far <laughs> like, <No. laughs> that's that's like a half hour drive <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's like it's a half hour drive like that's why like i don't think this ha- like happened obviously but it's a good story and like it gave us the grays dude like it, it's it's yeah. like it's these two well, that gave us the fucking aliens uh 
Arthur Arthur Flumsby gave us the Greys. Right? Oh, that was Al. It was a very stupid British name. Where is it? It wasn't Alistair Crowley, but he did. Uh, Alistair helped. Crowley did draw one. He no, helped. it was Kenneth Fallingsby. Fallingsby. I was pretty Fallingsby. close with the, yeah. like the Flumsby. <laughs> a very a very goofy British name. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so they experience some missing time. Missing time is, like, a big factor in a lot of alien abductions. Like, that's why it's always in the middle of fucking nowhere, at, in the middle of the night. Like, it's like, oh, I don't remember anything, except a, the, I saw a bright light, and then I don't remember anything for a half hour. Must have been aliens is, like, every fucking alien invasion story, or, like, every abduction story you've ever heard just yeah. is big, that, right? Big problem at the XCOM offices for time theft. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what they got to unionize. Hey, yeah. you didn't. You didn't clock out for like three days. Oh shit! I must have been abducted, dude. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. It's just you know, I because I definitely haven't gone home in that time. I don't think you so. Man. I don't remember it. Officers so. off site or anything. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> so when they got home, they're wa- this. This part is weird. If true, a big if true in this case. When they got home, their watches were both dead and would never work again. Barney's shoes had been destroyed, and the zipper of Betty's dress had been torn out. So the on the back of her dress, the zipper had been torn out of the seams. Allegedly, also, the hood of their car was covered in uh, shiny metal concentric circles that made the needle of a compass spin wildly. <gasps> Megan. Spooky. Yeah. Uh, Somebody put magnets in my dang car. <laughs> like the most mundane hate crime for an interracial couple. <laughs> just make them believe they got abducted. It's just yeah. like well, I don't want to hurt anybody, but I don't approve of what they're doing. So That's like okay. we're, gonna, we're gonna like stage an alien abduction. <laughs> uh, Betty would come to associate the Greys with Zeta Reticuli, a star system thirty nine light years from Earth. If you guys want to calculate the football fields, feel free. Uh, and this basically became Betty Boy's canon, as the Greys are still from this star system. So Betty Hill uh, kind of coined the fact that the alien Greys are from Zeta Reticuli that is maintained. It's it's like it, it, it it's like that's the part of it that you need to use in your story. Like, sure, it's public domain, but like this comes with the Grey concept, basically. They already found um, the James Webb Telescope. We got our first images like last week or the week before. They already found new oldest universes, or yep. o- oldest uh, galaxies rather. Galaxy. Oh, cool! Uh, like the the la- like the the redshift went up to like a factor of ten before, and now they're finding up to a factor of twelve to thirteen. So like twenty cool. to thirty percent farther uh, than cool. than before. Yeah. Yeah, factor. I don't know how that that actually works, but it, I guess like way more. Yeah. It's, um, it's in the billions and billions of years ago that we're seeing. I think it's like 13 billion years. I watched a video about it yesterday, but uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's interesting implications too. Cause like our understanding of the universe was like, Hey, 10 billion year old galaxies means probably like a 13 billion year old universe or whatever. But it's like, Oh, if we have 13 billion year old galaxies. It means the universe is actually older. Than it, yeah. They're like, why did the, it, like, according to our math, it shouldn't have formed a disc this early, but it is a disc. And like, yeah. when you look at the big bang, if you like picture it as like a, in a 2d where it starts as like a point and then opens up <laughs> into like a big, uh, like it kind of like opens, it gets wider and wider as it goes. Mm-hmm. There's like okay. this space right b- between the big bang and like where we've so- seen from the Hubble. That is like the, the dark zone that we don't know about. But now since we're, it's focusing infrared, we're going to see all this stuff that we haven't seen before. That's closer to the beginning of the, yeah. Another fun fact: thirty-nine uh, light years is four quadrillion football fields. <laughs> Thank you. I, I knew You're one welcome. of you would pull up the clip. That's why I put it's, it in there. I figured it was light, year, 
Convert light year to football field on convertunits.com. Uh, Thanks, just, guys. I was expecting scientific notation, so I was like, I'm not even going to look it up because I don't, <laughs> I don't understand, like, from looking at scientific notation, how big something really is. But, yeah, I yeah. use uh, the the ones that I would put into my older scripts is always like like four to the power of one point one trillion, like like uh, like yeah. whatever that I was doing. When it's when it's times ten to the power of the power of is how many zeros follow yeah. the number. Yeah, yeah, it's just so hard yeah. to. If it gets that big, it's like I'm not going to be able to conceptualize it anyways. So uh, I mean, yeah, four quadrillion doesn't mean anything, right? <laughs> yeah. you know, I it's barely big. understand it's having a thousand bucks in my bank account, which is why I just spend all my money. Yeah, exactly. It's easy. <laughs> so I'm just, way. that's why I'm in debt because, like, what? Yeah. It's like my credit card bill is just too big to comprehend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also don't understand negative numbers, so I just ignore them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If the card yeah. works, uh, we buy. Yeah. Negative, what's negative, positive. What's the difference? Honestly, yeah, can't yeah. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And if I get two, you're telling me I get two of these negative numbers, I get a positive. So, like, I'm just going to keep shooting for more negative. Yeah. Just, gonna just have a credit card, baby. Have an <laughs> even amount of credit cards and you're fine. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the odd credit card. So, after the Hill abduction, 73% of all UFO encounters involved Grays. So, like, I'll give it to Fallingsby. I'll give it to Crowley. Whatever. Uh, it was. Barney and Betty Rubble, who like really, really brought it up here, with their yeah. with the brontosaurus ribs and shit. Wow. I do love uh, that there was like a huge spike in like um, like globalization. So like you know news from other countries and other parts of the world, and like from across the United States, probably. Whereas before it was probably like local news. The local newspaper is the only newspaper you read. But now with television, there's this this huge spike in. Oh, hello, JB. Sorry, sorry. In local television, there's this huge. Oh my this god. Hu- this I'm huge sorry. spike. This huge spike in like national television, I guess, as well as this huge uptick in drug use, like or recreational drug use, right? Yeah. And like recreational drug types, I guess. Uh, and you just see this like throughout the 60s, 70s, 60s and 70s, this like surge of like alien abduction mania, Bigfoot mania, like all, all these people just like believing all this crazy, crazy stuff. Right. Yeah. While simultaneously, you have amazing things like the moon landing happening. And like there's now these people who are like, oh, no, that was probably. Well, yeah, the people yeah. who think the moon landing is fucking fake definitely think that the hills were abducted by aliens in New Hampshire, right? Oh, for like, sure. For the sure. Venn diagram of that is just, like, a circle, probably with, like, the corona of, like, a pixel-thick black line around it, right? <laughs> of, like, the three of us on the outside. Just... <laughs> Wait, because you're saying we believe that the... We're saying, are you saying that we don't believe that the moon landing was real, or are you saying that we believe that the hills were abducted? Well, I'll, I know, I'll I believe, say I, I believe that, yeah. that Peter's metaphor is I guess flat. I did fuck up how a Venn diagram works. So like, <laughs> I mean, it was just like the people on the outside yeah. are the same, are the uh, same ones. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, it, obviously, like, with the these becoming, like, the default alien, including them as the most basic alien in the first XCOM, and then upgrading them in XCOM 2 was kind of a no-brainer. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so most of the other aliens within XCOM have pretty basic origins. Uh, the chrysalids are based on the alien from the movie Alien. Uh, they're big, scary bugs who lay eggs inside your body. Uh, if your soldier or an NPC is infected in-game, after, I think, three or four turns, the uh, character who's infected will just die, and then a sectoid will hatch out of their body. Oof. So that's just no. based on the alien from the movie. Um, the ethereals, uh, the psychic overlords of all the different alien races uh, within XCOM, uh, claim to have actually given the chrysalids basic intelligence and raised them up from like the planet they were living on just as basic insects. 
Otherwise, things like floaters are hastily assembled cyborgs made out of leftover mutons, and mutons are the big frontline soldiers of the alien invasion force. So they're basically they're a very basic genetically modified super soldier and then the floaters is just like you died in battle i guess they're like the dreadnoughts from 40k like you died in battle so we're just going to jam you into this machine so you can keep yeah, going basically keep going yeah keep fighting for the the god emperor yeah so the final thing i want to talk about here are the thin men because these guys are also just like very heavily based in real world conspiracies but like even better ones that to be fair, have, like, way better evidence behind them. Uh, In-game, they appear to be very tall, slim human men wearing business suits, ties, and round black sunglasses. Oh, man, I forgot about these guys. Yeah. yeah. Behind the sunglasses, however, are yellow snake eyes, and on closer inspection, they have scales running up the sides of their necks and along their hairline, actually. So, like, their their toupee is slid back, like, a half inch over yeah. their, their reptilian <laughs> head. <laughs> Yeah, um, their faces, actually, the character models for the Thin Men are actually based on Firaxis employee of Civilization fame, Sid Meier. Oh, no way. Oh, wow. Dude. They, they based the guy, on him. The guy who made Sim Ant? Come on. Yeah. Dude, yeah. What Sim Ant creator Sim Golf? Meyer? Oh this guy, God. he had like man. some type of good lawyer, too, to get his name on every fucking game. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he still works at Firaxis. I know Um, I watched an interview with Jake Solomon, who is the creative director of the new XCOM. And when he got hired at Firaxis, he like went to meet Sid Meier. He was like, yeah, Sid was just in his office and he was just making us dinosaur game by himself that no one will ever get to play. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, that sounds so cool. Like he's just like fucking around with stuff, basically. He's Canadian-American. Oh, yeah. cool. oh, is he from Niagara or Montreal? Can we close the loop here? Yeah. yeah. Uh... Oh, my Looking eyes are so bad, dude. I'm getting glasses next week, uh, people. Jamie can't read a Wikipedia yeah. page. He was born in Sarnia. Ontario, so kind of close to Niagara. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, 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 meth country. But um, what was I? Oh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, uh, it is revealed that uh, because the aliens have taken over the world in XCOM two, the the reptilians, the Thin Men, no longer need a disguise, and they're revealed to be like hot snake ladies. Hell oh, yeah, dude! Yeah. Hot snakes is is something to do with poop. What, so when you they say gotta... hot snake ladies, it's like poop ladies. Poop ladies. Yeah, that's they, too bad. They got a they got a throat <laughs> that works. I'm saying, oh, oh man, all those snakes, things. snakes unhinge their jaws, baby. Oh, they I'm won't s- need to. Don't worry. You, you, th- <laughs> <laughs> you think you think the Zajari are a good time? Wait till you've yeah. got one of these snake ladies with you. No, no, no. Keep it hinged. Keep it hinged. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> There's a thing on Reddit today of this um, amateur snake, um, whatever you call like you like tamer, I guess. Snake and, charmer. Charmer. Yes, charmer. Yeah, yeah. They're they're like out in the woods and she's holding this big snake. And she's like, it looks like really uncomfortable. And she's grabbing it like way behind the neck. So it has all this range of movement. And then it cuts to just her face like in pain. And the camera zooms out and the snake is bitten right onto where her genitals are. Oh. <laughs> and and oh. she's like screaming, trying to let it get to let go. But it just would not let go. I, I would never mess with snakes, man. I don't trust them. Snakes, snakes, I'm telling you, Billy, snakes are great. You can do anything you want them. You can bite them by the pussy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with snakes. I, I don't know if I, like, get it into genital biting range. I'm not sure. You know what I mean? Like, get into a situation where it's like, oh, it's, like, probably going to bite me in the genitals. Like, I'm not so cool with, you know? But or generally, like, like, snakes, like, the constrictors, they just, like, kind of chill on your shoulders. Fine with that. 
Yeah. Or hold it just behind the head. Like, uh, honestly, I'm like, my thing is she's like, it's like, oh, it's, it's she's holding it behind the neck. Like, and I'm like, where's the neck on a snake? It's all neck. It's all neck. <laughs> up, and, up until that little butthole and a tail, technically. Because yeah. you can see the division there. But, like, otherwise, like, where's it stop? It's neck well, all the way down. Yeah. yeah. I, want a, I want a girl with a long neck and a long jacket. <laughs> no legs. <laughs> no legs. No legs and a long neck. <laughs> so the inspiration for the Thin Men, uh, the uh, barely disguised reptilian monsters, uh, are based on the reptilians. Uh, and they're kind of like a meme now yes. because like people are like, oh, Queen Elizabeth is a lizard. And like every politician ever is a lizard. Like, I mean, all Yeah, you, you say they're a meme, except to the people who like, there's any conspiracy theory, except to the people who fucking believe this shit. Yeah, right? okay, that's like, fair. Alex obviously. Jones talks about them a lot. Yeah. Yeah. MK Ultra refugee Alex Jones. Like, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. uh, uh, yeah, MK Ultra survivor. Okay. Oh, it, 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 of course. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Respect. Uh, yeah. However, uh, the reptilians seem to have been created by a sci-fi author named Helena Blatavsky in the 19th century, uh, and they were part of her like weird concept of theosophy. Uh, she describes the Masters, uh, who are a race of highly evolved humanoids who basically did all the important stuff in antiquity. So she's kind of the person who started Ancient Aliens, it would seem, because uh, like Jesus, the Buddha, Moses, and even like more modern people like confucius were all part of the masters as far as she was concerned is confucius that modern when was confucius around i mean he's way newer than jesus like i'm pretty sure people like met him not to he's 551 he died 479 years before jesus was born dude confucius is, is a bc guy yeah 551 bc i was like i've seen pictures of the guy before he must be yeah, old I, no? I, because i've seen like good artist representations of confucius i thought he was like from i don't know like the year 900 or something no i mean the the, the, the I, maybe it's just you gotta remember like the the sheen empire is like five thousand years old right like oh yeah okay china, china is much older than the west so yeah, or the Middle East, for that matter, considering yeah. he's 400 years older than Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the Masters were then adapted into the Serpent Men by Conan creator Robert E. Howard in 1929. Uh, and then he wrote that they once uh, ruled the lost continent of Lemuria, which is just like a different Atlantis. It's just another, like, I mean, he made it up. He was just like, no one will ever believe this. But the obviously, Lakes Lemuria Lem and Atlantis. We talked about this. The Lakes of yeah. Lemuria in uh, Elden Ring. It's Lemuria was, in Elden Ring, but oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, no, we definitely talked about it. It's like I've I've heard this before, and then I just googled it, and the Wikipedia page was purple. So yeah, yeah, we definitely yeah. we definitely made a comparison. I think, yep. and there's uh, the writings of Blavatsky. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, first reported abduction by a reptilian was in 1967 when Nebraska police officer Herbert Schreimer uh, revealed under hypnosis that he had previously been taken. So again, Ooh. another very believable story. Oh yeah. Uh, the reptilians were made most popular uh, by the purest form of maniac currently known, uh, David Icke, which is a name you may have heard. Uh, no. This guy is completely, completely unhinged. He was the guy um, who, he was the one half of Mike and Ike, right? Correct. It was yeah, David he, Mike and David Ike. Yeah, he was yeah. he was driven out of the he was driven out of the company of the candy company for being too crazy. He was yeah. he just got too he just got politically too hard to be around. Okay, yeah, just candy pilled. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was reading about David Icke, and I was gonna put some stuff in here, but like a lot of his conspiracies get pretty dark. So read about him if you want. Uh, but I left it out of here for that reason. 
Um, yeah, so he popular idea uh, popularized the idea of the reptilians uh, that like many, if not all, powerful people in all of history uh, were reptilians in his 1990 book, 1999 book, The Biggest Secret. So like the fact that like the U.S. government, like Republican, Democrat, every single one of them are all reptilians, the royal family. Um, there was like some other European family that was very powerful for, for, for a while, whose name escapes me right now that are all that like they're all reptilians as well um yeah, can i just say he was also the guy that popularized david ike was also the guy who popularized COVID 19 and uh being related to 5g yes yeah. which you were joking <laughs> at, which you were joking about either before the episode or right at the beginning of the episode so yeah 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 D D david ike like is is still around still spreading complete nonsense like there are some like Jewish conspiracies that he promotes as well. Yeah, the, it, it says anti-Semitism on this Wikipedia page a yeah, lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of, that's why I kind of blew past it. Like sometimes yeah, you read more like David Yikes, said. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> David Yikes. Yeah, <laughs> like you read some of the stuff, it's just like the guy is probably too crazy to be a bigot. Uh, but like regardless, read about him at your own risk. Is yeah. is is my is my recommendation. Crazy enough to be a bigot, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah i mean i read some of the stuff i got into it and like took it out because it's just like i don't think this guy believes that the people he's talking about are like of this earth so like can you really be a bigot if you think they're space aliens like uh, you don't, now this you, is you the, don't hate anybody real now this is the theosophical discussion that we exactly. that we're qualified yeah. to have here on uh <laughs> big bumpin <laughs> big bumpin oh. in the morning yeah big bigots, bumpin in the morning yeah, yeah bigots it's like uh that Bigot thing bumpin. like you have to <laughs> <laughs> that's our after hours one. Yeah. Yeah, edgy. That's our, be, that's our Howard Stern show. You have to be good enough at something to know you're bad at something. Same thing. You have to be like smart enough to know you're a bigot or whatever. If you're dumb enough at a bigot, you, you don't know you're a bigot. Are you still a bigot? Yeah, yeah like that's what this was Dunning wrote about, not Kruger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like when the stuff I was reading about him was just like, I think this guy's too crazy to realize what he's saying is like anti-Semitic. Like I don't know. All bad, and we disagree. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it. We're just we're just. Five G doesn't cause COVID. <laughs> we're, we're we're splitting semantics here, where it's like I would call them. I think you could be an ignorant bigot. I think all bigots are ignorant. I think uh, you know, based in ignorance. Yeah. If, yeah. If we start saying like, to what degree does it count? I don't know. That that yeah. feels bad to me. Is it when you think bad. people are lizards? Like maybe it doesn't count anymore. Like yeah. <laughs> what's a lizard threshold? Basically. Yeah. No, I'd say the more ignorant, the worse. It just yeah. keeps getting worse. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, he popularized the idea that politicians and kings and queens were all reptilians for all of history in his 1999 book, The Biggest Secret. Uh, in the clip below in the script for patrons, um, or if you want to look it up yourself, if you're okay with Louis C.K., speaking of troublesome people, uh, Louis C.K. was on the Opie and Anthony show uh, where they had George W. Bush's Secretary of State Donald Rumsfeld on, who is like, you know, like him and Dick Cheney are really responsible for all those civilians who got killed in Iraq. Mm -hmm. um and he straight up asks him if he is a lizard or if he knows any other lizards in government who have eaten human babies <laughs> and spoilers for someone who just doesn't want to listen to the clip um rumsfeld proceeds to not set not answer the question completely dodges it and tells an unrelated story about getting dinner in new york city <laughs> <laughs> Both the book, The Biggest Secret, and the name Louis C.K. has a lot of S sounds in it. So these these serpents would have a hard oh, time with it, I feel like. Oh, yeah. or they'd have an easy time. Or an easy time with it, yeah, yeah. 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 What, I think T.H. is probably harder for a serpent, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> if, you think, if you think about it. <laughs> so, serpent with uh, a lisp, I love it. So, so, <laughs> guys, so guys, we've got to code our mission. The thief has to code our <laughs> Uh, Sethus, <laughs> uh, Sethus, Sethus, Kev, 
No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's how you charm a snake. You give them enough THs in a row, they just will never oh, yeah. bite your genitals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that snake would have bit me right on the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I posted in the boys. We can watch it together after the episode. So, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So the design of the Thin Men in game is inspired by the real life men in black. Uh, who also inspired the comic of the same name. Uh, if you guys want to open the last reference there, you can see some creepy security footage of two guys in trilbies uh, walking through some automatic doors. They got, like, okay. extra wide shoulders like that Kanye West music video, too. Yeah. They so, look like they don't belong in suits. This <laughs> is some of my favorite. This Like, this one would weird me out, because uh, this picture is from 2006, I believe, and it's from a hotel in Niagara, where the owner and the security guard of the hotel claimed to have seen a triangular UFO. A couple of days later, neither one of them were there, but the security camera took this footage, which you can find on YouTube, and the staff claimed that these two very creepy-looking men who behaved bizarrely came into the hotel and started asking for the owner and the security guard and, like, intimidating and harassing people. So from the late 40s and 60s, people who claimed to have seen or been abducted by UFOs also started reporting that they were being intimidated by men wearing black suits and sunglasses. Gotcha. Um, some UFO witnesses have even been allegedly assassinated by men in black for knowing too much. Yeah. And they've often been described as like looking strange and behaving oddly. Uh, the yeah. men from Niagara specifically were both described as very pale and like complete alopecia, no eyebrows, no hair on their heads, nothing. But they have like dark red lips like they kind of have blush on their lips to add a little bit of color and they okay. speak in a monotone voice and like act very bizarrely uh, actor comedian and UFO enthusiast Dan Aykroyd actually claims that in 2002 when he was shooting a paranormal activity show in New York City he was uh, he was kind of accosted briefly by a man in black and then that the show was abruptly cancelled and all the footage was destroyed what? Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, like, public drug addict Dan Aykroyd. But... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Crystal Skull Vodka uh, and, yeah. and UFO enthusiast Dan Aykroyd, exactly. Well, at least that disproves ghosts in my head, because the ghosts didn't stop Ghostbusters from getting made. Yeah. I mean, I will say, there was that one guy who was uh, talking about... He was talking about someone who looked kind of like an alien, and he did get slapped by a minute. Uh, it's, it was Chris Rock at the Oscars, right? Uh, he didn't get slapped by men in black. So, <laughs> so the reptilian or the the men in black thing kind of went away for a bit, kind of after the movie before the Oscars, but came back in 2013 when people realized that one of Obama's Secret Service guys was just ugly in a weird way. <laughs> Can you imagine being the genesis of that conspiracy theory? Like, like or you bring it back. Just yeah. like these these circles of deranged people on the internet being like, he's too ugly to be human, and you're just like, god damn it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the stress of working for the Secret Service made you lose your eyebrows, and all of a sudden people think like you tried to assassinate Dan Aykroyd. It's like, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, no, they delete, they deleted all the. He also deleted all the texts from January sixth, whenever the the Dan Aykroyd assassination went down. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that's XCOM and some of the inspiration behind a couple of the aliens with like the most interesting conspiracies behind them. Um, I had a blast putting this one together, minus the David Ike shit. But um, 
yeah uh thanks for listening everybody i've been your host peter odani you can find me at lore boys podcast on instagram or creep in the discord which is linked below or linked at the loreboys.com slash about lads yeah jamie what's uh what's going on in jamie land these days huh uh, not too much. I started playing World of Warcraft again. Everybody knew it was going to happen, so I'm on Fairlina. If anyone's on Fairlina and uh, wants to link up and play and stuff like that, I'll be on doing my dailies each day so we can uh, go to Keldenos together and uh, do some fun stuff together, if you like, because it's always faster in a group. Um, yeah. Other than that, Discord. Discord's the way uh, to get a hold of me. I'm always in the Discord. Uh, we've made a few changes in the last week. If you're having any issues with the Discord, feel free to poke me. There might be more changes coming up. But Discord, Discord, Discord. Yep. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. If you guys want to help the show, you can leave us a review uh, on your podcasting app of choice uh, and just tell your friends and family about us. Uh, we appreciate it a lot. Um, for somebody who requested the last mailbag uh, that we recorded, um, it'll come out eventually. Uh, I think we're kind of squirreling it away for a rainy day. For a week that maybe we don't have an episode. Uh, I said it, I think, last week, but I do have a baby on the way. So uh, recording might be a little bit more sporadic pretty soon. Um, but yeah, uh, that will come out eventually. And if you guys want to be featured on the next mailbag, uh, you can send an email to contact at loreboys.com or loreboyspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, either of those will work. Uh, and we'll make sure to read it on the next episode. Just make sure to uh, let us know if there's any parts you don't want us to read. Otherwise, we're reading your friggin' email on the air, collections <laughs> agents. Okay? Yeah. Full name Can't and address. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Make sure to include your, your serial number, or your serial number, <laughs> Jesus, your social security <laughs> number, uh, so that we can make sure that you're not actually uh, a robot, uh, you know, sending in multiple, you're not a bot, just sending in multiple emails to get us to read them all. Uh, we're going to need a valid social security number in order to verify that. Or, wait, you don't think... You don't think someone in black? You don't think it's hmm? Obama's suspiciously ugly Secret Service guy? <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you guys want to support the show financially, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Boys, where you can get the uh, script that Peter's referenced a few times throughout this, uh, this episode. You guys will get uh, 30 minutes on the dot of bonus content this week, uh, released every Thursday when Jamie remembers. Uh, <laughs> as well as the uh, the looser titles, some of the, the fun j inside jokes from this week's episode. You get them ahead of this week's episode to try and guess what we talked about. I'd be amazed if anybody got it this week, but uh, we'll find out in 20 minutes or so if anybody, yeah. if anybody can get it. <laughs> uh, and of course, if you guys want to support the show uh, and you don't believe in, in money or, or, or banks or institutions like that, because they're all run by losers anyway, uh, we do have Lore Boys Prime, of course, and uh, we're in need... Of some help this week, some serious help from you from you guys. Um, we need the best, we need the bravest, we need the uh, most alien looking. We are starting a secret service for the lore boys. We have racked up some enemies over the years, that's for sure. Uh, so we do need some people willing to step into the line of duty and uh, jump in front of a ray gun for us if if need be. Uh, we will need to know a couple things about you, uh, obviously before before applying. Uh, there will be a physical, which will include a probing, of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, you know, you'll need to be able to go for long overnight drives just in, just in case, you know, mostly through the countryside and, and along shortcuts is what we're looking for. You got to remember primarily. the whole thing, too. You got to describe it to me when you get back yeah, in we vivid detail. We yeah. don't use gloves in the probing because like, I feel like our the own our own like temperature of our hands is kind of like the best uh, thermometer, right? You'll know if someone's too warm or too cold. No, yeah. Hands, yeah. Or cold exactly. like a lizard. Yeah. yeah, I mean, latex was actually uh, once used in alien weather balloons that they dropped on Roswell, New Mexico, so I'm not putting those <laughs> on my hand. They're directly linked 
to uh, 5G virus. So You're right. uh, not going to do it. You, you can't make me, and uh, it's just the way that it is. But uh, <laughs> do apply. It'll 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 be a good process for you, I think. And then, yeah, once we have your social security number, uh, as well as, you know, a blood sample, a fingerprint sample, uh, and a thorough probing, uh, then we'll we'll get back to you in six to nine months, uh, basically, and let you know whether or not you got them. And I think that would constitute a lore boys. Lore boys. Lore boys. <laughs> oh. Oh. Clicked uh-huh. on her LinkedIn, so it got. It's gonna show, yeah. It's she's gonna, gonna get a notification that profile. I looked at her LinkedIn. Oh, okay, okay. Well, this is what we gotta do. This is what we gotta do. If she hasn't got it yet, because who checks yeah. their LinkedIn notifications? She had very Except, few connections, so I don't think she uses what, it often. What, yeah. Once a month, maybe, right? Yeah, so yeah. what we gotta do, because what LinkedIn will do, uh, is if we get the lore folk, the prime <laughs> folk here. To all look her up, then uh, it it'll say you have to pay for like LinkedIn Pro to view like everybody who viewed your profile. Right. It'll right. bury mine. Once, once you get past like three people, it just gets buried. It says like, and this other many people viewed it. Uh, pay nice. pay us Microsoft if you want to see who did it. Okay. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.